What's up, everybody? Perry here. Wes will be with me in just a few moments as we interview our guest for today, Swampy Marsh, the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb. We're really excited about today's episode. If you are joining us for the very first time, you picked a great episode to do so. If you like what you hear today, don't hesitate to give us a nice little five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe click that follow button on Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. If you've been here for the whole ride, we appreciate you as well. With that being said, we're going to jump right into the action. Well, guys, I'm really excited to introduce to you our special guest for today. He is the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb and the voice of Major Monogram, Swampy Marsh. Swampy, we're glad to have you. Certainly. Yeah. This may not be the most professional interview you've ever done, but we're hoping it's the most fun. <laughs> you know, I've been all over the world and done some really weird interviews. Um so uh, you're, you're probably uh, <laughs> you're probably not the most uh, the least professional. <laughs> I mean, I can make it pretty weird. Uh, Wes, please don't. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, the more the more quote unquote professional they are, the the less fun they tend to be. <laughs> or it usually just degenerates. Like if Dan and I are doing an interview, um, and it becomes too <clears throat> professional, we tend to just start taking the piss out of people so it, it degenerates into us just being idiots so i love that this will probably work hang on and i close the door so my wife doesn't have to hear <laughs> uh, no problem cool so what what can i talk to you guys about yeah absolutely <laughs> oh gosh, literally anything well we have some questions planned for you but before um they kind of they kind of get into you know anything from you know we're huge fans of Phineas and Ferb so that's part of it obviously and but also just like animation in general and then it's part of your journey but before we get into that I'd love to just like um we'd love to we would love to <laughs> yeah this is Wes he's my my uh my co-host hey Wes hello <laughs> we were roommates <laughs> it was great so yeah this is this is totally normal for us going and bantering back and forth with with people but uh uh, we'd love to do some like kind of quick fire questions with you, if uh, just to get okay. to know you. There, some of them are straightforward. Some of them are uh, you'd think totally random and just funny. But uh, answer with the the quickest and the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, I can do that. All right, you ready? Yeah. Your favorite TV show growing up? Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, okay, cool. I like that. All right. Living in the L.A. area, Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Classic. I kind of I kind of bet on that one. Bet on that one. <laughs> I kind of figured that would be the case. I, I grew up with. I, I used to get my school bus across the street from Jerry West's house. Oh no my way. gosh. Um, yeah, and used to see him getting into his car in the morning while we were waiting for the bus, <laughs> which was really cool. That is That's really so cool. cool. Jerry West is a is a Clippers guy now, though. <laughs> We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about uh, the first thing you watched or are planning to watch on Disney Plus? Uh, Mandalorian. Mm, correct. Have you seen it already? Or are you going to? I have not seen it. I'm okay. looking forward to seeing it. I I, I was one of those. I, I think I'm finding out there's more of us now who kind of felt the whole Boba Fett character and 
his whole world that could have been explored never got explored. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lineage that they hinted at that they never really dove into. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Absolutely. All right. Um, in your opinion. Considering my son's, my son's name is Django. <laughs> no there way. There was a time at school when, when kids thought he was named after Django Fett. Isn't there a, a Phineas and Ferb character named Django? Yes, that's based on my son. Ah, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Putting the pieces together. All right. Um, in your opinion, when is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? Uh, not until December. Okay. Agreed. And for me personally, it has to be after December 9th. Oh. Ooh. Because December 9th is my birthday. <laughs> And until we get to celebrate my birthday, there will be no freaking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He's been listening to Christmas music for weeks already. I started on October 30th. And trust me, I love, I love Christmas music. I grew up with the big band era and with my grandfather and all. So I really like the Nat King Cole, mm-hmm. um, Frank Sinatra. Yes. You know, I really like that old classic christmas music you know little santa baby uh that says christmas it drives my wife crazy she doesn't <laughs> like christmas music at all and even less so if it's all that old classic uh, <laughs> that stuff's the best i'm dreaming of a white christmas you can't go wrong with that yes, yeah, cool. <laughs> um all right can you make in your professional opinion can you make a milkshake without milk Thank you. Correct. No, Thank then you. it is not a milkshake. Thank you. It's we, a shake, some we, other kind of shake, but you can't call it a milkshake. Yeah. You don't put milk in it. We did not pay him to say this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we we have a friend who has the absolute absurd opinion that you can just stir your ice cream until it's not a solid-ish form anymore and call it a milkshake. Your friend needs to seek help. <laughs> we've been, we've been I trying. I agree. All right. Um... Who have you met along your journey that has starstruck you? Um, some weird ones. Uh, uh, I met Dan Gurney at a oh. party. Who's a race driver yeah. from the '60s, and he was wandering around this party with nobody recognizing him. And to me, it was like it's Dan Gurney. This is Dan Gurney. Oh and nobody gosh. cared. And I and I walked up and introduced myself to him, knowing that what I was going to say to him was the equivalent of <laughs> you're Dan Gurney. That's really cool. <laughs> and, and sure enough, I walked up to him and said, you're Dan Gurney. You're really cool. But then I did say to him, I knew that was going to come out of my mouth, but I just wasn't going to let the opportunity to meet you go by. Wow. Because you're cool. I'm a big race freak. Um, really? And that one, that one was a biggie. I am a big race freak, and Perry just looked at me all kind of confused when you said the name Dan Gurney, but I knew who exactly who it was. It's true. I had no idea. You know, and it was one of the even – I told people, I got to meet Dan Gurney. Nothing? No? No? Okay, only me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you, are you still <laughs> a big – Other than that, there's, there's, there's musicians that I've met. I mean, mm. I got to work with Elvis Costello a while ago, and oh, he was cool. a giant musical hero from my youth. And just having a conversation with him was, you know – incredibly cool that's cool that is awesome got to, he's he sang a song that i wrote i got to direct him it was all terrifying and wonderful oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that's cool all right last one of these random questions uh who would win in a wrestling match irving or belgeet 
Oh, uh, I'd have to go with Baljeet because he's he's wiry and freakishly determined. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I agree. That's good. That is awesome. I Swampy, I want you <laughs> he, to know he, he I, can rage a little. By the way, oh yeah, yeah, big time for yeah. sure. Swampy, we're gonna ask you a couple like real questions now, and I want you just <laughs> I want you just to try to comprehend how obsessed Perry is with Phineas and Ferb. Okay, <laughs> it's it's actually insane. I'm 23, and and I was having this conversation with my with my little brother yesterday. He was he was kind of messing with me uh, that I am the oldest person that's obsessed with Phineas and Ferb, and I was like, that's totally not true because yeah. oh, when so Phineas and Ferb, true. you know, was was at its height, you know, that was when people my age were you know, enjoying it the most, you know. So um, yeah, you're you are by no means the even close to being the oldest. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, it is definitely, uh, really exciting to, to get to hear the creator and voice of Major Monogram himself talk a little bit. Uh, Head of the OWCA. <laughs> uh, the organization without a cool acronym. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, and well. Do, do, do you know the reason that why it's called the OWCA, the organization without a cool acronym? I really want to know. I assumed it was just a troll, but is there is there more background? Well, the reason I wanted to do that joke is I used to work in the computer biz. Like I told the guy who was the person who developed the technology that allowed scanners to communicate with computers. And when you used to scan something, you would hit the button, it would activate the link, and it would say, accessing Twain Technology, T-W-A-I-N, Twain Technology. And I never knew what that was, but I got to meet the guy and I said, so by the way, what on God's green earth does Twain technology mean? What's Twain technology? And he smiled and he said, it stands for technology without an important name. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's brilliant. That in the computer business, you would just throw a random joke like that in there. <laughs> so when we went to go name the organization without a cool acronym, I was like, this is my homage to that guy that's awesome that is absolutely that's awesome i appreciate that there's funny people still in the world absolutely <laughs> uh, it's not just you and me Wes. well it's not just me perry oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys would be one of the few people who know that until you put the podcast out and then lots of people will know so you'll stop being special oh yeah. man well, <laughs> well maybe we'll just keep this podcast to ourselves i then. wonder if any of our <laughs> we we go to we go to purdue and there's a lot of very smart people here that aren't us. Went to Purdue. I still go there. <laughs> um, and we have several friends that That's are in... That's one of those college things, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know why I'm still here, but we are. Um, <laughs> and we have some friends that are in computer science, and now I want to quiz them to see if they know what that is. Mm. What, Twain? Twain. Twain? Twain Technology. Twain Technology. We'll have to ask them before this pod comes out and see if they have any idea. I mean, I could text them right now. Well, we're, we're busy. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so yeah, we kind of just wanted to ask you some questions about like, uh, your journey as an animator. I know you said you were in the computer business first, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, um, I was in the computer business till I was 28. Oh, wow. So at what point did it just dawn on you that you wanted to be in animation? Um, when I quit my computer job and a friend of mine said, why don't you get into animation? I've seen your work. You draw really well. Okay. I've always loved cartoons and animation. They've been a huge influence, but I really, um, I just had a weird path after, after high school. 
and ended up floating around doing different things uh, and ended up in the computer industry kind of by chance and flourished. Um, I went from, you know, zero to being, uh, for a while, I was a, a marketing director through distribution for Microsoft. My last job was vice president of sales and marketing for a computer accessories company. So I was very successful at it. I just realized at the age of 28 that I didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. I came home one day. We we sold a, a million dollars worth of product, which back then in the old days was actually a lot. Uh, it was product that didn't exist. Huge sale, helped fund this company. I got home and I thought, not excited about it at all. Couldn't care less. It was meh. Mm. And I had that moment of fear that if I keep doing this, I was going to end up being, well, what am I, 58 now? 58 and still doing something I didn't care about. And I thought the only way just to stop was to quit. So I quit. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, and then a buddy of mine said, come do animation. Uh, the only art training I ever had was architectural rendering. I knew how to draft architect and I was for a while I wanted to do that for a living. So he helped me get a portfolio together drawing backgrounds and I got a job on the Simpsons second season drawing backgrounds. That's how it started. <laughs> That's cool. What was what was the process of like taking that leap of faith from leaving the computer industry to go to animation? Was it scary? Was it hard? Was it long? Was it quick? <laughs> it you know, it was scary. It only took about three months from quitting to where I had my my first animation job. Mm -hmm. um, I got lucky. Friends of friends just kind of hooked me up, and it all happened really quickly. Um, but I was more afraid of uh, you know staying in a job that I I was ambivalent about for the rest of my life. That was much more scary. Yeah. Uh, and I always thought you know I got people were like you have a a mortgage and you own a home and a car and all this you're gonna what if you lose all that and i thought well i was able to get it once so i'm pretty sure i'll be able to get it again yeah and this just seemed like you know i thought really i could get a job making cartoons how cool would that be yeah uh, so i stopped being afraid right at that point <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome we we are currently in the stage of life where we're going to start finding our first real jobs yeah. And yeah. Can't wait. Yep. <laughs> you know, no matter what you job you find, I think the biggest thing that I've seen as I get older, people that I know have made the mistake of of not not having the the confidence to make a change when they don't like something. They kind of feel like anything from I went to school to get a degree, so I've got to stay in this job mm -hmm. because I got this degree. Or I've put so much time into this. I don't want to change now. Um, and none of that stuff matters. It doesn't, you know, go out and try things. But if you don't like them, don't be afraid to change. Yeah. Go do something else. Uh, somebody much wiser than myself said, you know, some of the most interesting people I know don't know what they want to do at 21 or 23. Some of the most interesting, you know, 40-year-olds I know still don't. Mm -hmm. You only get one shot. Go out there and try different stuff. Yeah. Find something. I've been at my job on The Simpsons for one week, Monday to Monday. I came in early in the morning with my cup of coffee. I sat down at my drawing table 
and just started weeping because I thought they're going to pay me to do this. This is crazy. This is the greatest thing in the whole wide world. I'd taken a huge pay cut mm -hmm. and I could not have been happier. And then it was great because all the, the people I came in, walked into the office and it's like, oh, great. The new guy's sitting at his desk weeping silently. <laughs> a cup of coffee. What a freak. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was the best thing I ever did. That's so cool. Yeah. What was uh what was it like uh working for the Simpsons and like I guess maybe what was it like making that transition from like mature animation you know adult adult cartoons to kids cartoons Working on the Simpsons was phenomenal um at the time we were doing it I think GQ came out with an article listing like the top coolest profession in the world uh and we were up there with astronauts and race car drivers and movie stars i mean we just were like <laughs> we were the coolest people on the planet and especially working in the simpsons at that time uh i remember walking around with my crew jacket and having people accost me at airports i had a guy who tried to buy my jacket off me <laughs> he was a real jerk about it too he came up and he said so where'd you get the jackets i like, work on the show how much like, well, you can only get them if you work on the show. No, I'll buy yours. I'm like, it's not for sale. It's my, how much? And then I'm like, oh, now there's not enough money in the world for you to buy this jacket. <laughs> you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it let me know that, you know, it was just the coolest thing that you could possibly imagine. Uh, and then we, Dan and I got together. We met each other on The Simpsons and then ended up working together on Rocco's Modern Life, mm -hmm. which is ostensibly a kid show. But we were both young and weren't parents yet. So if you look back at Rocco's Modern Life, it was one of the most inappropriate shows ever. We did so much mm -hmm. hidden, dirty jokes. I've, I've it seen was... it. I haven't seen it. And then <laughs> when we sold Phineas and Ferb, because we created Phineas and Ferb while mm -hmm. we were working on Rocco's Modern Life. 13 years later, when we finally sold Phineas, we wanted to see if we could do a show that was cool and funny. Um but didn't rely on all the characters being jerks and idiots and mm -hmm. not having mean-spirited humor. And as Dan said one time, because he'd been doing Family Guy, he said, it's, it's pretty much the same as working on Family Guy. The rule that we made was we could do a joke for the adults, but if the adult laughed and the kid in the room wanted to know why, the ensuing conversation couldn't be uncomfortable. Mm. And we just wanted to see if we could do it. And it, all the writers who ever worked on the show said, this is the hardest job I've ever had. But it really is the most rewarding. Wow. That's awesome. Because when you get it right, you know you worked really hard. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said that it was the only difference. 13 years for before somebody picked up Phineas and Ferb? We created Phineas and Ferb in 1993. Wow. wow. That's insane. We sold it in like 2005, 2006. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Was it uh, during that a time? A lot of people were interested in it. We pitched it around. A lot of people were interested. A lot of people. We had it optioned a few times. It was on the schedule to be on Fox Family, or whatever they called their station. Uh, they said, oh, we'll, we'll do your show next year. And then they closed the station. So that was dead. Um, it had been at Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. Everybody liked it. It had just never actually sold mm -hmm. until Disney. In fact, we pitched it at Disney. Dan did. 
And they said, it's not what we're looking for. We're not doing boys shows, but thank you very much. Can we keep this? Which is a nice way of saying, we'll throw it away when you leave the room. Um, and then nine months later, they called him and said, we're now looking for boys shows just like this. Oh, wow. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Little did they know it'd be one of the most successful cartoons they've ever had, probably. Yeah. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of read that that it was kind of inspired by your and Dan's <laughs> kind of childhood experiences. Uh, can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Well, that, I mean, that was kind of the, the germ for the idea. Dan and I loved working together and loved writing together. And, you know, the inspiration to create Phineas and Ferb was like working together. Mm. How do we do that? Um, let's create a show, sell it, and we'll keep working together. But what we'd been talking about was kind of that that middle-aged man rant before we were actually really that middle-aged. But kids today don't do anything. They, you know, sit at home and watch cable TV and play video games. And when we grew up, we'd go out, you know, with power tools that we probably shouldn't have been playing with, <laughs> building go-karts and tree forts that were unsafe and digging forts that were going to kind of bury us and, and putting on plays and all this kind of stuff. We just did things. And our parents, Dan and I both had parents who really encouraged it. My mom, um, when I say parents, uh, my mom, who, my mom's been married seven times. So there was a lot of dads. Mm. But my mom consistently was the one who always just like, yeah, anything you want to do, you should do it. Um, you know, and she'd come out and watch the plays we put on and help us buy parts for the go-karts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Dan was the same. You know, his, his mom was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's turn our living room into a set so you can film uh, a, a a science fiction show in the living room with, you know, black backdrops and spaceships on sticks. And, <laughs> and we thought that's what kids should be doing. They should be getting out into the backyard and making messes and all that crap. Mm -hmm. And that's where Phineas and Ferb came from. So you got to basically, like, relive your childhood while performing your everyday career <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean that was why the first thing we did was the the roller coaster it's like what is a kid the number one thing you wanted is build a roller coaster in the backyard be the greatest thing ever <laughs> giant death trap from hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love that so that was the pilot was the roller coaster episode yeah classic I love that you went back and redid that episode again with time travel. It was well, it was great. funny because that was the one episode that we didn't do a song for. Hmm. And one of the early ones we did, because Disney was originally saying we couldn't uh, do songs for the show. Um, they had a bunch of these weird rules like, you know, if you're a creator, a, a showrunner, executive producer, you don't do voices and you don't write music. We're like, yeah, but that's that's what we do. <laughs> um, and so we had to audition for the voices of the characters we did on the show, um, which also led to a very funny meeting. We auditioned all these people and put our voices in there with it, narrowed it down to four people, and we played them the, the four final choices. And they said, well, which ones do you guys like? We're like, we, we like us. <laughs> We've always liked us. We just called in a whole bunch of people and told them to do impressions of us. So that, what a stupid question. <laughs> And they went, okay. 
like, what, what, what was that whole exercise in futility of that? <laughs> um, and then when we did write a, a song, the first song that we wrote was uh, Gitchy Gitchy Goo, which was mm-hmm. one in one of the early episodes. Mm. And after they heard that one, they were like, God, that was one a different executive, not the one who told us that we couldn't write. Different ones said, that was fantastic. Who wrote those songs? That song? And we're like, look, we did. They went, oh, can you write one for every show? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. And then, so when we went back and realized the one the one show we hadn't written a song for was the roller coaster, and that started the discussion to why don't we just do the whole thing as a as a musical? Mm. Yeah, that was awesome. That's that, good. That's great. That's Thanks. so cool to to know some stuff like that. I don't know. It just feels like there's so much story behind it that you would never know. You know. But yeah, I, uh, think, I think he knows. Well, he, he knows that he we would the, never know because he made the show. <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I've forgotten a lot of stuff. um well hopefully we're helping to bring some of the memories back (laughs) i was kind of wondering what are like some of the strains of your career on family life because i've heard some horror stories from like pixar um about like people like bringing a mattress to work and sleeping you know six hours but staying at work the other 18 i've never done that um (laughs) And I make sure that, like all of the people who work for me now, especially at, uh, I've got an independent studio down in Venice called Surfer Jack. We're doing 26 episodes of Pete the Cat season two for Amazon. Um, I've never believed it's healthy to work long hours. And it doesn't mean that there aren't situations when you do. But if you're planning on that being the norm for your life, uh, you're not going to do your best work. You're going to be frustrated and angry. Mm-hmm. You are, you're not going to be able to exploit all of the best opportunities. And I never have. I had a buddy of mine in England that I worked for back in like 2000, 2001. We're still friends. And he used to work till midnight. And, you know, it had a terrible toll on his family life and his home life. Just incredibly bad. I remember him turning to me one day and saying, I don't know how you do it. You come in early in the morning. You know, I'll come in early. But he said, you go home at six. You always say you got to go home and read a story to your kid. And that's your priority. But your work is always done. It's always brilliant. And you're always happy and relaxed. And I said, yeah, it's a choice. And I watch you all day in meetings telling people, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I can do that. I'll, I'll do that before I go home. I'll do that at the end of the day. And you've done that like six times through your day. And so... When everyone else goes home, you sit there and try to catch up on all the things you promised to do all day. And you're miserable and dark and your kids don't know who you are and your health is, it's like, don't do it. And so I'll, I'll walk through the office regularly when I see people sitting there too late and say, what are you doing? Trying to finish up some, go home. Yeah, but I did just go home, you know, come in early. But if you, if you think that burning the midnight oil and cranking 24 hour days is going to give you a better product. You're wrong. Mm. It just won't. And now they're having all these tests. There's this recent studies coming out that uh, they're talking about something in Sweden, I think where they're finding that people are, that are working uh, a four day week are like 40% more efficient. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen that stuff too. Wow. That is crazy. They're spending time with their family. They're mentally healthy. So when they come in, they're supercharged and ready to roll. Mm hmm. 
no work in 18. If you do that, it's your choice. Yeah, I'd take a four-day work week. I don't know about you. Yes. <laughs> Wes is uh, Wes is going to have to be up those midnight burning that midnight my midnight oil tonight working on schoolwork. Unfortunately. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, school is just it's 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 the worst. Yes, <laughs> I am ready to be done. Let's. <laughs> my son's over in Scotland. His first year in university, and, and I got to be honest. Sorry to tell you this. He's he's having the time of his life. <laughs> um, that's accurate. He really likes school over there. He's partying a little too much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's having a great time. Yeah. Maybe you should give Wes the name of the school and the address and uh, a, plane a plane ticket, and he'll be over there. No, I'm just you know, <laughs> and and I'll tell you this too. It's it's much much cheaper than going to school in America. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. This even is even my... including room and board and travel, air travel. Yeah, it's much cheaper. So when he said, "I want to go to school in Scotland," I'm like. That is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Probably a little Go. colder than LA, though. <laughs> have you have you gone to visit? We dropped him off. Okay, uh, and we'll we'll probably go back again, uh, probably next February or something for mm. a little visit. I like it in, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What what did he decide to study that took him all the way over there? He wants to. It's called sustainable <clears throat> event management. He basically wants to throw parties for a living. <laughs> I I have heard of that. Nice. We have a we have a major similar similar to that at Purdue, actually. Yeah, but we're in Indiana, so I can see why he's in Scotland yes. doing it. <laughs> yes, well, you know, we're we are happy for you as a family that he didn't come to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> My brother-in-law went to school in Indiana for a year or something on an exchange program. Really? Uh, Where at? Yeah. You know? I can't remember. Oh. Uh, I'll have to ask my wife. He he. Uh, yeah, he had a good time doing it. He, but the reason he did it is because he was really into horses, and apparently there was some horse connection, and he now breeds horses. Uh, wow, <laughs> I, our family has horses, so yes, that is very much a Midwest thing. Mm. Yeah. More yeah. importantly, we have donkeys, but horses <laughs> enough are... about that. <laughs> All right, um, I had another question actually from from one of our listeners, uh, Noah G, wanted to know if. Or what was the toughest part of choosing like the art style, like animation style, for Phineas and Ferb specifically? I mean, most of the drawings. Dan kind of did a bunch of the initial drawings on a on a, a paper tablecloth that uh, at a restaurant that he was at. Uh, our bigger challenge was kind of trying to figure out a world, the the background side. Mm. Uh, we wanted all the characters. I think Dan's description made me laugh the most. Was I wanted it? I wanted the characters to be colored like a big bowl of of uh, jelly beans, like candy. <laughs> mm. But I came from a background, you know, that was my, the most of my career. And so I, I really kind of wanted to focus in on what would be the best playground for the kids. And what I realized was the more normal and non-cartoony we made the backgrounds, the more that what the kids were doing would look fantastical. Mm-hmm. So it was a matter of kind of bringing bringing the artist down to saying, you know, we want this to feel a bit more realistic. That way, when the kids build a roller coaster, it, it looks wow. And the only difference was when we were in Doofenshmirtz's world, <laughs> um, everything there is very wonky and cartoony, like him. Yeah. Um, so it was these weird, subtle differences in in how the world's worked. And I think the funniest thing, after all the years of studying architecture, my wife is an architect. The uh, uh, 
the most iconic building I ever designed was the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated building, yes. which just needed to be the worst design building in the world. <laughs> That's awesome. So there is my architectural contribution <laughs> to the world. Thank you, Mr. Pelagi, my drafting teacher. I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, did, didn't didn't you just take Ferb's head and stick it out as a as a building? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that I just literally and, and I did it kind of in a rush Dan was like give me a building for you know Doofenshmirtz so I just thought of the big roll top top so we could have you know guns mm. and devices sticking yeah. out of it and I just wanted to do something that made it look like everything in it was an afterthought that there was no long term planning even in the design of the building it's like I don't know I need a balcony stick one here I you know it just needed yeah. to look like it was done with somebody just like Doofenshmirtz who doesn't think things through. Yep. <laughs> true. Very true. I love the Doofenshmirtz, Perry the Platypus. I mean, obviously, my name's Perry, so I've, I'm somewhat invested in that. But <laughs> that whole villain-hero dynamic, so great. Where, uh, where, where was the inspiration behind a crime-fighting platypus, specifically with the name Perry? <laughs> well, no, we just... You know, we looked up some factual stuff and found out that that's basically what platypuses do. Um, <laughs> we got that off the internet. I'm pretty sure it's reliable. Uh, I don't know. We just wanted that. We had two things. One of the things we talked about is we didn't want to use an animal that kids could go out and, you know, if the show got really popular, that a bunch of people would go out and buy this animal. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, you get people buying rabbits for Easter and then abandoning them or, mm. you know, pets are kind of an important thing. So we thought, well, if it was a platypus, nobody would run out and buy a platypus. But also platypuses are fun just because they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd thought about a few animals like a capybara, you know, strange mm -hmm. stuff. But platypuses are great. They really are this weird, bizarre thing. You know, people thought my, I found my mother-in-law thought we'd made it up. <laughs> She's from Holland. The word for platypus in Holland is Vogelbeck deer, which is a duck-billed mammal or duck-billed animal. And I remember it was like, you know, halfway through the run of the show, we were having a conversation and all of a sudden she went, oh, wait, those are real? And I went, yeah. She goes, oh, I thought you just made all that crap up. <laughs> um, but we could make stuff up about the platypus and nobody would really know. So, like, even that first line, well, he's a platypus, they don't do much. We don't know if they do or don't. I assume they do, you know, they probably fairly active, but you say stuff like that and people don't know. Yeah. So, we, other than some people in New Zealand and Australia, everybody else wouldn't know if we just made stuff up. But then we ended up using stuff that was all factual. And even the song that we wrote um, in a gas station on the way back from a meeting or to a meeting, uh, we just looked it up online platypus and that's the opening sentence from wikipedia was semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal and all we had to write was of action of action that's that awesome just me sitting in dan's car at the gas station going dooby dooby doo ba dooby dooby doo ba it makes it sound like we were really calculated and smart but years later we were hearing a guy from one of the guys from pixar god i wish or no from uh shrek one of the guys who did shrek and he said we were able to own that mental real estate of ogres before Shrek. When you said ogre, everybody had a different image of what an ogre was. Mm. But since Shrek, when you think of ogre, you think of Shrek. So they owned that mental real estate. Now, when you say platypus, you think of Perry. Yeah, true. 
we own platypus. That's awesome. <laughs> which is kind of a great thing. Yeah, that's so cool. It's amazing. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I, uh, I discovered the show for the first time uh, when I was, I believe, in middle school. And someone came up to me and they were like, have you seen this show? There's a platypus named Perry. And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. My family didn't have uh, cable at the time, so I didn't have access to Disney Channel yet. Um, but, you know, before long I started seeing it on, like, Netflix or... Uh, and then we eventually got cable, and I got into it, and but but it all started be- just because someone was like, "Hey, your name is Perry. Have you seen Perry the Platypus?" Like, and then I was called Perry the Platypus my whole childhood, which is not a bad. You're thing. welcome. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's your fault. <laughs> I'll own that. Did someone get you a stuffed Perry? I've got yeah. Someone got me a stuffed <laughs> Perry. Someone made me a Perry the Platypus in action figure, like, and it's like that's awesome. Really good quality. <laughs> so Very cool. you know who you are if you're listening. Um, and he does listen to the Guys, show. So. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give you two minutes. I, I actually have to jump on the road in two minutes and go to a doctor's appointment. Okay, oh. no problem. We do. We have but, one specific question I really wanted to ask you. Then, and so if we'll, we haven't got through anything else you want to do, I'm happy to make another appointment and come back and do it again. <laughs> wow, that's that's so generous. Well, should we just ask him about uh, Candace against the universe then? Since yes. we got two Go minutes, I really wanted to ask, uh, just kind of like, what what can we expect from it? And I heard most of the voice cast is coming back. You may not be able to give away that much, but whatever I you can really give. I can't really give away much. All of a sudden, I, I just, it was, um, we'd had a little break from, from all of our friends. Uh, we got to play with a little bit toward the end in Milo Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just nice going and and inhabiting those characters again. Uh, it was wonderful, and we got a lot of uh, a really great support from Disney to kind of do what we wanted, and uh, and pick some fun guest voices, and they really let us, you know, push it around a lot. We had a great time, and uh, yeah, the music in it is fantastic. We were just over at Capitol Records recording some of the rhythm section and the horns, which was a ton of fun because I love doing the live music, and we're. Uh, we're really happy with it and just excited Zach, to, to get it out there. Uh, look for it in the summer. Um, but it's, uh, it's really fun. And, and hopefully if all goes well, one day they'll let us go back and, uh, and, uh, and do some more shows. Ooh. So fingers crossed. My fingers will be crossed from now until the show comes out in the summer then. Cool. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Well, that's about all I had for you then. Uh, all we had for you. Uh, we, sorry, I always. Yeah, you're ignoring your Penny Singh right there. Uh, he is sitting right there. It's just <laughs> no. he's 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 half of the Phineas and Ferb fan than I am, but twice of the twice of the creative personality. So yes, that, indeed, he's still in school, so he's not even a whole person yet. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I did I did beat him to graduation. I just went back. <laughs> he went back for the for the victory lap. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Uh, sir, we are unbelievably grateful that you would take time out of your life to do this pleasure yeah so thanks so much guys for working with my weird wacky and strange schedule so (laughs) no problem we don't have a solid schedule ourselves so don't worry if you said anything that you don't want us to put on the show not that i I know of all right yeah not that i know of if uh you know if disney hears it i'm sure they'll call me and let me know (laughs) well hopefully disney hears it and shares it with the world (laughs) there you go all right good stuff thank you guys like i said if you want if you have any more follow-ups or anything give me a call and uh Happy to do it again. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, Swampy. All right.
Wow, that was awesome. What a what a privilege to have. Yes, I live in privilege. Such a legendary man on the show. Uh, thanks so much to Swampy uh, for taking the time to to join the podcast. The pod. Hopefully, we can continue to have like guests like that. That you know, I feel like it just. I learned a lot, and I hope the audience learned a lot. I just want to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be his friend. I mean, I want to be his friend more. Than me, or just more than we are right now? More than... <clears throat> I want to be his friend more than you want to be his friend. Bet. Bet. I'm the social one here. I'm the one that needs friends. <laughs> it has been betted. It has been bet. Oh. Well, while that was amazing, we do have... Some other things to talk about real quick before we uh, before we let you guys go. Yeah, basic banter stuff. You Just know. basic. You know, your basic stuff. But we, don't leave. Don't leave. We don't. figured we had to talk about our football picks a little bit just because we're... Because that's our thing. I know you guys maybe aren't even listening to, to our football picks anymore, but we're kind of... You know, we can't just stop in the middle for I mean, our own... It's a fight at this point. For our own pride's sake. And we were tied going in here to week, to week what? 11. As we're recording this, it's week 11. So we're tied going into week 11 at 19-9, I yeah. believe. So that's amazing. So we'll see what happens. Um, but week 13 is what we're picking for because Indeed. because pre-recorded shows. Because pre-recorded shows. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, like, there's some good games coming up in these primetime games, like, these next couple weeks. Like, we picked the the Colts game, Colts-Texans game last week. Um, that, I'm sure, was a phenomenal game. Or will be a phenomenal game, but was once fun. once this is out. <laughs> um, Rams, Ravens, yeah, all those are great games. Um, and now, and Packers, Niners, cheese. But this week, we have some not so great games. Yeah, you don't. That's not true. Well, we have we have a couple good games. Yeah, I'll take it back. The first one I saw was Bears Lions, and it's Thursday night, so you can kind of expect except that. it's Thursday. Wait, there's three. Whoa, whoa, it's that's Thanksgiving, bro. Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving week. Duh! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Wait, do we have to pick extra or we just pick Yeah, we got all three of these there. Oh, wait. But, like, that's not prime time. Oh, we just do one prime time. Okay. Rematch! It's the rematch! The, the rematch. Saints-Falcons rematch. Indeed. On Thanksgiving night. Indubitably. Indubitably. Well. Well. Can ah, they the do Falcons it do it again? No. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> Saints on that one. You know, I have to make up the ground somewhere. And they did it once. And that was a way. It was a way. It was a way. So if you're doing the math, which is one carry the seven, five, four, three, um, they're still going to lose. Except they're going to win. But I did the math. Listen, the Falcons don't have anyone to tank for, so there's no point in doing it. <laughs> so they're going to win that game. Dude, tank for Tua. Why? Matt Ryan's better than Tua. Yeah, but Matt Ryan's like 50. Matt Ryan's like 32. <laughs> yeah, well. If the Falcons want to tank for Tua, go for it, then trade him for something good. Tank for Chase Young. Is he even going to be eligible for this draft? I think uh, he is. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, anyway. I'm calling it. It's going to be a nail-biter. You're going to be disappointed in both teams' performances. <laughs> and the Falcons are going to disappoint you just a little less, and they're going to win. Wow. Okay, so that is Wes's opportunity right there to, to make take a ground. lead on me. Make up some ground. No, there's no making up ground because we're tied. Well, I should always be ahead of you, so I still we, have to make up the ground. <laughs> we, both, we both picked the same teams in weeks 11 and 12. I thought st- you were still a game ahead of me. No, I was a game ahead of you before... Seahawks, Niners. Before the Seahawks, Niners. Ha ha ha! Yep, and then Seahawks beat Niners. So, literally, we're just back to zero. In other words, we could have just started in week 13. 13. Yeah, yeah. But we're not... 
that's why you should keep listening because now it's back to even. So yeah, move on. And because the Falcons are going to beat the Saints. Nope. Anyway, we got the Pats and the Texans. Do we see another strategic loss from Bill Belichick? Well, guys, remember what I said a couple weeks ago. What did you say a couple weeks ago? I said, Never bet against the Pats. You can't. But you know what else I have always <laughs> said? Never <laughs> listen to Perry's former self. What? You've never said that. Just now. Play it on repeat. <laughs> never listen to Perry's former self. I mean, unless you're referring to your fantasy football <laughs> advice. That's right. Except for Chris Carson, I got that one. I nailed that one. Yes, but Perry's still 0-10 in our league. Okay, yeah, this is true. <laughs> but I could easily be like 2-8, but after I was 0-8, I just tanked, traded all my players for rookies because it's a keeper league. I literally have like seven players that are first or second year in the league. Does that make me good at this sport? No. No. Does that make fantasy football a sport? No. No. But, building for the future. I'm two years away from being two years away, Wes. <laughs> so, just watch out. In 30 years, when we are on verge of retirement, and all the all the boys from the fantasy league get together to celebrate our fantasy league that's been going for 32 years... Wait, we're not we're not gonna be retiring in thirty years. Forty hope, years. I hope I'm retiring in thirty years. Forty years, then I will have the most titles. You will in not. The guaranteed. Guaranteed. You guaranteed. Won't. This rookie. This team of Perry. This cream of the crop. I don't think you understand the. There are guys in our fantasy football league who are actually good at fantasy football. Wes, nobody knows more about football than me, except for maybe Connor McLeese in that league. You're literally name anybody else in that league who is Trevor. No. Well, he's better than you at this game. Yeah, he's got better... He, he drafted better players. I drafted Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. in the first... In, like, where has that got me? Noah... They're both off my team now. Noah picked up an awful team from our friend Andrew. An awful team that made no sense and has got th- four wins on you. Yeah, I mean, four wins is not... You're bad at this win. game. <laughs> Alright, guys. It's Perry from the future. I had to go ahead and stop that recording in its tracks because... I have a special announcement to make. While in our Keeper League, it has been a rough fantasy football season. I suffered through injuries of my starting quarterback, running back, wide receivers. But I've fought. I've made trades. I have built a team that is ready for the future. And I have now won a fantasy football game. Since we recorded this episode, I took on Wes Richardson last week in fantasy football, and I beat him. So, when Wes goes and says something like, You're bad at this game. In reference to my fantasy football abilities, just keep in mind that he just lost to me. So, with that being said, we're going to get right back into the action. Just remember, I beat Wes at fantasy football. I will smash you next year. Bet. No, you won't. Bet. I will finish higher in the league next year. What are we betting for? I have no idea. Chick-fil-A. Fine. Pacers game, actually. No. Higher stakes. Well, I'll have a real job at the end of that fantasy season, yep. so. Now I'm oh. going to have two Pacers games next year. Alan and, Hall, where you at? And I'm going to have one. Wait, what did you what did you bet Alan for? I bet Alan Hall that Travion Williams would not get drafted. Well, I guess, actually, I have a couple more years to wait for Travion Williams. Yeah, that's a, that was a dumb thing to say, Perry. Yeah, you're right. A few years down the road. This one will just be a warm-up. But, but uh, Alan Hall bet me. How many times are you going to say his last name? This guy. You get most of you guys hopefully have no idea who he is, but some of you do. Bet me the Travion Williams from the Purdue Boilermakers 
was going to get drafted. And if he does get drafted when he's done, he's a sophomore, he's averaging like two points. Uh, then if he does get drafted, I will buy him tickets for him and I to go watch him at the Pacers game, whatever team he's playing for against the Pacers. First game of the year. What if it is the Pacers? Then whatever game he chooses. If he does not get drafted, Alan Hall will buy tickets to any other game that I choose. Oh, any other any game. Any game. So I feel like that's a win for me because Trayvon <laughs> Williams is averaging, yeah, like three points and in, in four boards or something. <sighs> yeah, Alan really likes Trayvon. So, he, that's enough of that, I guess. <laughs> let's oh. get back to football. <laughs> let's, because 90% of people don't know who Trayvon Williams is, probably. Which which makes my bet look even better. Even our friends at Purdue. <laughs> All right, Seahawks, Ram. Nope, that's the next week. Uh, we already did Patriots, Texans. No, we didn't. We didn't pick. We just said you can't bet against the past, oh. and you said I can't bet against your former self. Dang, Therefore, gonna, you haven't even made a pick we yet. We're on a tangent. Don't bet. A, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't agree with anything that Perry said in the past. Only what he's saying in the present. Texans are going to win. So we saw Bill Belichick play a strategic loss to the Ravens. To fool Lamar Jackson, because we all know he's not actually good at football. <laughs> and, yeah, no, the Pats are going to win. Primetime, Tom Brady doesn't lose in primetime. Pats win. Except for when he lost in primetime to the, in the strategic loss. Strategic loss. But it was primetime. Doesn't matter. Last game, which it seems like every week Seahawks are primetime these days. Well, hmm. that's because... Fan, it's because it's because fan, Russ fan population, fan population, uh, QB play, and they're winning now. Russell Wilson is literally the NFL's golden boy. That's why. I mean, I like him. I'd be his friend. <laughs> yeah, Russ, want to be on the pod? Hit us up. Uh, Viking Seahawks. You know what? I've been against the Seahawks one too many times this year. I'm going with Seahawks. I'm also picking the Seahawks. Okay, so we have two different games. So we got the Texans-Patriots different and the Saints-Falcons game different. All right. Something may change next, well, this week 13. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, one other important thing I wanted to talk about before we let you go for the day, for for the week, actually, until our next episode comes out. Disney Plus. It's been out now for a few weeks. What have you been watching? What do you still need to watch? And, you know, what are you just genuinely excited about with Disney Plus? Well, what I'm excited for is my Christmas break, <laughs> so that I can spend four weeks watching Disney Plus <laughs> nonstop. Yep, is Phil's gonna see you at all if she comes and watches with me? <laughs> nice. So this is already in the process of watching The Mandalorian. Um, it's Star Wars, so of course that is gonna happen. Absolutely. Um, also, not gonna lie, I'm gonna watch High School Musical. The musical series. The musical series. High School it's, Musical, the musical series. It's literally people auditioning to be the roles of Troy and Gabriella, etc., etc. <laughs> and I cannot wait because I love High School Musical so much. I'm so excited. What, so are you going to have every episode done by the end of Christmas break? I don't know how many episodes are there. I don't know. Are they releasing them like all once or? I'm going to ask you again, Wes, and you're going to reply with bet on it. Shut up. <laughs> Wes, are you going to watch every episode of this by the end of Christmas break? Bet on it, Perry. <laughs> I have no idea how many episodes there's going to be, though, because they're, they're, gonna, like, they're yeah. like 40 minutes long. I can't wait. They're going to do just one All right, per week. Go back, because I wasn't done. Okay. Um, once upon Shoot. a time, I was watching The Clone Wars on Netflix, and then they took it off Netflix, because Disney. 
but now it's on Disney Plus. Just happened. Anyway, I am watching the Clone Wars, like somewhere in the middle. I'm very excited. I. Well, oh, I'm gonna watch everything that's on. How many Star Wars are on here? Are they all on here? All of them. I'm gonna watch all of them. All of them on spring break. Well, obviously, I've already break. watched uh, Mandalorian. That was one of the first things I watched. Actually, the first, the very first thing I watched was Forky asks a question, um, because it's three minutes long, and I watched it during my lunch break. Yo, is Freaky Friday on here? I have no idea. You can look. But I have not watched Phineas and Ferb yet. Sorry, Swampy, but I will. I will watch Phineas and Ferb. Look at all these amazing um, options. Where's our arrows at? Do we have arrows? So I also watched oh the first episode of Dude Perry. There's so many good things on here of uh, the Imagineering story, and that Loki was amazing. The Imagineering story, really loved it as a Disney World nerd. Uh, also. Kristen Bell has a show called Encore, which I'm interested in. I'm going to have to check that out soon. Apparently, she like they're like acting out like plays or something or um, Disney movies. Anyway, the Hercules animated series. What? That's on there? Oh, my gosh. That show was great. I'd never watched it, but I've heard that it was bad. Timon and Pumbaa, the animated series. Man, they got some, they got some stuff out of left oh field. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. Yeah. Dude, also, let's just, oh, look at, look at it all. Look at Would you just all. look at it? Just look, look at, at would it. Would you just look at it? Like, sometimes I just look at it. I just see, Perry, just, just I will never it. need to watch another Disney movie with you again, because I can just do it on my own now. Rip. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Also, I didn't know there was a Lady in the Tramp live action. There is. I don't know if I will watch it. Oh, I am watching it. I don't really like Lady in the Tramp. Well, you're wrong. And... I don't know if I need a live action one. Also, Endgame is on here. Just wow. Yeah, like, let's yeah. let's just go through the trending right now, so we can. Okay. Okay. So we've got The Simpsons and oh. The Mandalorian. You know, well, Mandalorian was a big deal. We just talked you, to somebody you, who worked on this. You just talked about Forky asked a question. I did. I just said I want to watch Lady and the Tramp. Not really sure why it's trending though. I wouldn't because it's brand new. It was just released. Endgame, big shocker there. And as we scroll over, Hannah Montana, people reliving their childhood. Mm. Uh, Frozen. Oh, would you look at that? We just would you about just this. look at it. Um, I did watch Float. That was kind of neat. It's a it's a short film by Pixar. Mm, the Little Mermaid. Lizzie McGuire. Has Abby already hopped on to watch Lizzie McGuire? I have no idea. She doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> well, I thought you were friends. Um, <laughs> she probably has. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Interesting. Uh, my brother watches that so much. He's five. And Wizards of Waverly Place and Sweet Life. Sweet Life. Big fan. Uh, Bow. That's a classic. <laughs> Bow is a short, another short film by Pixar. It's That's probably so... the weirdest short film ever made because the, a woman eats her son. Wait, it happens. Oh, Perry, what is this? What is that? Lava. Lava is a short film as well from Pixar. Um, it's like a love song. Uh... <gasps> Wait, Perry. Small fry. Perry, you're not looking. Wait, what is this? We have Perry. You're not looking at. We have a Disney Plus Christmas movie with Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Why'd you say Anna? I don't know. Because we just talked about Frozen. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Anna Kendrick. She... Let's just watch it now. ...is great. Gonna... She, is an, she is an awesome person. Here's the real question. Is she going to sing? Great singer. Not the best actor, actress. Is she going to sing? Probably won't watch the movie, though. We'll see. Can we watch it together? Mm, I don't know. Perry. You, said you, you just said to me, I never need to watch another Disney movie with you again, and now you're crawling back to me on your hands and knees. Can we watch Noel together with Anna Kendrick? You know what, Wes? Yeah, Perry. Yes, I, yes, we can. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done now. <laughs> uh, also, I was one of the only things that I was a little sad about losing with Netflix because I no longer need Netflix uh, is this amazing show called Our Planet. 
<laughs> on Netflix. I loved that show. Um, but little did I know, Nat Geo had pretty much two full length full length movies for every episode that that our planet had. So what is they're this? Loaded. Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. <laughs> Click on this. Okay. Gordon Ramsay is on a mission to immerse himself in new cultures, dishes, and flavors. You bet I'm going to watch Gordon Ramsay yell at some people in different countries. <laughs> nice, nice. Free Solo? That's a big... Is awesome. I watched that a couple months ago. Great, great documentary about a rock climber. Um, but yeah. I haven't watched A World According to Jeff Goldblum yet. I may still do that. Anyway, is there anything else? I don't know. If y'all want to like watch Disney Plus with us, call us. I'm yeah, down. yeah. Just, just call Wes. Call me. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Mm, is that on here? It should be, shouldn't it? Kim Possible better freaking there, be is on Is there anything here. not on here? Yes, there's lots not on here. Oh. Yes! Dude, and the live Wait, action. Wait, no. It's just the movie. No. So. Oh, yes, there it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is it all over here? I have no idea. It's, okay, so Kim Possible, the new Disney movie that looks like absolute donkey doo-doo is the first thing that came up when I typed in Kim. And then second was the Kim Possible So the Drama movie. And then after that, you get like Sinbad, First Kid, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Kid, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, Tangled, Tangled Before Ever After. How in the world did that come up on a search? Tim uh, Burton. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before, Before Christmas came up when I typed in Kim. And, and then, then Kim Possible. <laughs> so fix your uh, search algorithm there, uh, Disney+. Plus. But hey, Actually, it's on there. Don't even worry about it's it. It's on there. <laughs> Kim Possible is on there. That's all I need. Phineas Ferb is on there. Recess is on here. What about Lilo and Stitch the series? Oh, I loved Lilo and Stitch the series. Uh, no, nothing Lilo and Stitch is on here yet, unless unless their search engine is just bad. <laughs> Lilo, nothing. Nothing Lilo. Oh, wait. Oh, there it is. What? Okay. Oh, it's an and sign, bro. Oh, it's an bro, and sign. Bro, it's an and sign. It's an ampersand. Hey, they have Milo Murphy's Law on here as well, which is also Swampy and Dan Povenmeyer. No way. Um... The last, like, 10, 15 episodes of this bring back, like, Doofenshmirtz and Perry the Platypus and stuff, so. Uh, but, yeah. Dude, look at this. But they have Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. Lilo and uh, Stitch the series. Leroy and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch the series, and the Lilo and Stitch the series movie called Stitch the movie. So, they have all of the above. Uh, that's great. I'm I excited. can't wait. What is this? Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. Weddings. You bet I'm going to watch that. Please don't. I'm going to. In fact, I already am. <laughs> you can. I don't care. You do what you want. Yeah, that's fine. I'll make, but I have the right to make fun of you. No, you don't. Bet. Bet. All right. That's enough. You guys, if you're still listening. Wow. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to Swampy uh, for being on the podcast. If he happens to be listening, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would want to listen to his own voice. Um, I, I feel like, he but, was, but he was major monogram. But he probably listens to his old, own voice all the time, I guess, if he watches the TV show. Great googly moogly. I wanted to ask him to say that, but uh, we ran out of time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Anyway, well, happy Thanksgiving and be thankful. Be thankful. Don't flip any tables. Uh, Bet you won't. Keep it. Keep, New challenge. Keep it classy, San Diego. New challenge for every time someone in your family asks you if you are dating someone or when you're going to graduate. Wes, don't put this on me. Flip a table. Don't put this on me, Wes. We only have so many tables in my house. Flip the table, Perry. (laughs) 
All right, guys. I only do that because my parents won't ask me. Like, none of my family asks me those questions, so I can assume other people's do. They do. Yes. Flip a table. Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus did. Did do that. Mm-hmm. You know what else Jesus did? Made Christmas happen. He stayed humble. He stayed... He stayed hungry and he stayed hydrated. So, <laughs> just like Jesus, I want you guys to stay hungry, stay humble, and stay, stay hydrated. hydrated.